I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher, Grace and Truth and Ministries. I have put a title on the board. We've been talking about demons. There's no such thing as demons. That is an imagination that people thousands of years ago came up with, and it bled into all kinds of societies under different names. Uh, demon in the Bible is the word daemonion, D-A-I-M-O-N. I-O-N. And it, that is our word demon. And it comes from the root dio. D-A-I-O. Meaning to distribute fortunes. There's only one thing wants to distribute fortunes. That is your flesh. That's why I've got this up here. God versus the demon or self. That is nothing but self. Demon comes from the root dial, distribute fortunes. That Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Love of money and demon are basically the same thing. Love of money is the word philogoria, P-H-I-L-A-R-G-U-R-I-A. It comes from the word philos, which means an affection for affection for silver, affection for argury, A-R-G-U-R-I-A, silver or shining. The whole reason man wants to get more money, he wants to shine above everybody else. The Bible says... God resisteth antitasomai, A-N-T-I-T-A-S-S-O-M-A-I. It means to wage war with, with, to wage war with, war with. God resisteth the proud. A man that's proud, he just wants more money, more things, and he has an affection for money. And proud is the word huperephanos, H-U-P-E-R-E-P-H-A-N-O-S. That's just, it comes from hooper, meaning above. Hooper above. And phanos, P-H-A-I-N-O-S. It means to shine. Our word light comes from phanos. To shine. Uh, it means to shine above others. God's at war with those. That's people who have a love of money. And they've got self. They've got the demon. That's what that outer man is. It's nothing but the demon of self. I do not believe in demons. I've never seen one. i never heard of one. Oh, I see them in movies produced by Hollywood and people get a hold of the fact that they're real because they see it in a movie. Well, they're not real. The reason men invented demons, he don't like to have to deal with his own flesh. I'm going to read a verse to you here in verse in chapter 4 of Ephesians and God says here, he tells you what there's an inner man and an outer man. This goes back it always goes back. Paul explains it all in Romans, the seventh chapter. He said, I got a man in me 
There's a man inside of me, and that's Christ in me. That's the new birth. New birth. That's born again. And that's the inner man. And you have an, an outer man. And Paul said he serves the law of the flesh. And that flesh has to go. But it takes years of God dealing with a man. The new birth is when Christ births himself in us. That's called born again. Born again by the will of God. We were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh, but of the will of God. And over the years, he puts us through trials, fire, persecution, tribulation of all kinds to get rid of that outer man, which is nothing but self. When you read Romans the seventh chapter, and you get down to verse 25, Paul says specifically, I serve God with the inner man, I serve self with this outer man. It takes a long time, I always draw concentric circles, for God to take fire and trials and persecution and get rid of self, that outer man. And this inner man grows and grows and grows until you are an old man and you have a thin veneer of sin or self. The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So the sin is the desire, it's the transgression of the law, and it's the desire to fulfill self or have more money and more things and stuff. Now let's finish reading this in verse 22 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. Put off concerning the former conversation the old man. There it is right there. The old man. And when we put off, we eliminate, we eliminate that old man and, and its former conversation. Conversation is anastrophe. A-N-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. It means behavior. Quit behaving the way you shouldn't behave. Or method of living. Get rid of the old man. Can you do that all at once? The Bible says you can't. You can't get rid of self all of a sudden. And then he says, which is corrupt... There is, I love that word. The old man, the outer man, is phthero, P-H-T-H-E-I-R-O. It's rotten. It's ruined by sin. Ruined. That's because when you repent, you got to repent of self and get rid of the old man. And you don't do that all of a sudden. According to the deceitful lust, that's the word apate, apate. That's the word deceitful. It means delusional. You're delusional, just like I was, 
when I was trying to proceed and seek self for years, either in in music business or in real estate. I was trying to fulfill my flesh. That's all there is. You're never going to hear Jesus say, get rid of your demons. He's going to say, repent. That means to get rid of self now. And be renewed in the spirit. That's the inner man of your mind. And that you put on the new man. There he is right there. Put on the new man. This and the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, or righteousness, D-I-K. You say, Jim, you repeat that word. That's repeated all the time in the Bible. D-I-K-A-O-U-S-I-O. Excuse me. D-I-K-A-I-O. U.S. I'm misspelling. Dikaiao Sune. It is a form of the word DK or Dikaio, D I K A I O O, and Dikaiao means is the word justify. And the word DK is the word right. This is all a form of the word right. When you do righteousness, you do what is right in the eyes of God. That's it. So you do right, and you put on the new man, and true holiness, hagiasmos, H-A-G-I-A-S-M-O-S. It is a form of hagios. Or Hagiadzo, H-A-G-I-A-Z-O. Hagiadzo is the common word in the Greek. It means to sanctify. Sanctify is not somebody standing there looking real holy. It comes from the word holy. That is the word Hagios. And holy means single or pure. Now, the way you become hagios, hagiosmos, is complete holiness. It comes from the word hagios. That's when God sends all these trials and fires in your life and makes you surrender and give up. You don't do that the day you supposedly got born again and got saved. You don't surrender until you've gone through a lot of fire and trials like I've done and and sat up on the side of a bed and said, Lord, the fault is mine. Unless you learn to take the fault, you do not repent and surrender. Now, what I'm going to do is take you to, to this new and this old man. I should keep on reading there because he says, put on the new man after which after God is created in righteousness, true wholeness, Wherefore, putting away, lying. Do you ever lie? Do you ever mislead somebody to make them think something was happening that wasn't happening? You can put misleading there, or you can put delusion or deceit. 
Have you ever deceived anyone? Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Don't, don't, well, what is truth? Don't pretend to speak the truth. Truth is the word aletheia, A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. I've given you this hundreds of times, but you find it here in this chapter, and you're going to find it all over the Bible. It comes from Lanthano. Lanthano means to hide, to conceal. And when the Alpha is in front of a word, which it is, in Alethea, when it's as a negative particle, it'll tell you in your concordance as a negative particle, or to say negative part. It means it negates the following word, gives an opposite meaning. So truth means not to conceal anything, not to hide anything, tell the total truth when you're speaking to anyone. That's why he says, Speak every man truth to his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And here's the here's part of the the inner man. When you put on the inner man, these are instructions after that verse twenty four, speaking truth is part of the inner man. We're members one of another, part of the inner man. Be ye angry and sin not. Now there is a commandment of God. Be angry is one word in the Greek. Orgizomai. Be angry. This is the word. O-R-G-I-Z-O-M-A-I. It's talking about the previous verses when you go up above. It's kind of amazing. In this chapter it will give you the character of the the outer man first it'll give you the character of the outer man and then it'll give you the character of the inner man I have preached on the character of the outer man many times and then it does the same thing in Colossians the third chapter It'll give you the character of the outer man, and then it'll give you the character of the inner man in Colossians 3, just like here in Ephesians 4. That's because the outer man came along first. That's his fleshly man. So he gives us that. He aligns it the same way he does in Colossians. Let me just read some of the... Let me read some of this, and it'll show you what this is about. Here's what you put on. Be ye angry, or Gizomai is it is the masculine form masculine form of the feminine gender or gay. Or gay is feminine, it's like this in the Greek O or G. Ada. It's feminine. That would be when you sin, you're involved in the orgay. The orgay, that is, that is the anger and rage 
of a covetous man. Why is it? Why is it feminine gender? Because it's a part of the flesh, and Bab and the mother of all idolatry, mother of harlots, which means idolatry, was Babylon, and Babylon was found on self. Oh, there we are, back to that outer man again. Babylon was founded on this outer man. Let us make us us a name. And Babylon was the mother. She gave birth to it, and all of the idolatry in the world, a name. She was the mother of harlots, harder is the word pornea, and pornea means idolatry. Idolatry, idololatria, E-I-D-O-L-O-L-A-T-R-E-I-A, comes from ido, meaning to see, and latrua, meaning to serve. That's the same word used over there in the 16th chapter of John, where the Bible says, men will, when they kill you, when he killed the believers, they'll think they do God a service. That word service is not true. They'll think they're serving God when they kill the Christians. Now, let's read a little more on what this inner man will, this inner man does. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to evil in your life be angry and sin not and let not the sun go down upon your wrath don't go to bed with your wrath at night uh, thinking about how you're going to get even with somebody let him stole steal no more brother let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good now you can steal by stealing somebody's words you can steal by stealing their their intentions. You can steal if you learn from somebody, then you should give them credit for the learning. I always give credit for the men that I quote, that he may have to give him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication. The word is saffros means rotten, S-A-P-O-P-U-T-H, S-A, I've got to get this right, S-E-P-O-T-H, S-E-P-O-T-H, T-H, P-U-T-H, P-U-T-H-F-Y, Let me do that again. P-U-T-H-F-Y. And it means rottenness. Don't let any corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Speak truth. But that which is good you to use unto edifying. Edify is the word oikol. O I K O D O 
anyone who has managed to build a roof. N-O-M-I-A. Oikonomia means house, law. That's what edifies, is the law of God in his house. And we are God's house. Then he says, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Everything he says, after he says, put on the new man, to the end of this chapter is talking about what you do when you put on Christ, the inner man. You can't do that all at once. That comes with years. And grieve not the Spirit. Uh, Lupe. Distress not the truth of God, whereby ye are sealed. Sfragizo. That's the signature of God. S-P-H-R-A-G-I-Z-O. S P H. R-A-G-I-Z-O. Sfragidzo. It means God's signatures on your life unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away. That's the outer man that has to go. But that doesn't go easily. That takes years. And be ye kind one to another and tender-hearted. I love the word tender-hearted. You. E-U. It comes from splanknon. Splankginzo. S-P-L-A-G-I-Z-O. And it's you, splagidzo. Splagidzo is a form of splanknon. S-P-L-A-N-G-C-H-N-O-N. And that is the word, that's the word, one of the words that's talking about uh, compassion. So one of the words, compassion, it has to do with the inner man or the, there has to be a compassion which comes from your heart or your belly. To have a belly of this world means to seek the things of the world. To have a belly of God means to seek the things of God. It's the compassion you have when you see a baby on one of them TV shows and it's starving to death and it's over in the middle of Africa and you have a, you have a feeling for it and you want to do something from inside. And then he says, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Now that is very conditional. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. How are you forgiven? Forgiven of Phesis. A-P-H-E-S-I-S. That means to pardon. But forgiveness is not free. If your brother sin against you, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. Christ only forgave us because he caused us to repent. He has to do that even. That's part of predestination. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to show you this shortly so you can understand it. What we did, we divided this, this, uh, this chapter into two sections, into the 
into the inner man and the outer man. The inner man started in verse 22. Up to verse 22 from before that, it's talking about the outer man and what he consists of. When you get to the new man in verse 24, all the way to the end of the chapter, it's talking about what the inner man consists of. And then he says here in... Uh, let's look at the at the outer man. And he says here uh, in verse 13, Till we all come in the unity of faith... He's talking about perfecting of the saints from the previous verse. Till we come to unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto the perfect man, that would be the second man, the inner man, unto the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. He's not talking to vessels of wrath. He's talking to the believers at Ephesus. And what he's saying is the believer can be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. The winds of didache, doctrine, the winds of D-I-D-A-C-H-E, the winds of instruction is what causes the inner man to be confused and not develop as he should. Then he starts saying, with, we're carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. The word slight is the word cubia. K-U-B-E-I-A. It has the idea of dice. A particularly loaded dice. Don't be carried about because somebody tricks you into believing something that sounds good because they seem to be some authority or some preacher and you don't know what they're talking about and they snow you and put a uh, deceiving on you. Then he says, And cunning craftiness, panogia, means to be shrewd and trick people. Don't listen to that. Now he's talking about the inner man here. The slight of men by cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. That word deceive is the word planae. And it means to cause you to be out of the way. There's only one way that we're supposed to be in. It's the narrow way, and that's dictated by the inner man. There has to be crucifying self, believing God. Narrow is the word Talibo. And that it is a form of the word Thalipsis. And Thalipsis is merely the noun form of the word Thalibo. And Thalipsis is the common word tribulation. If people try to get you out of the tribulation way, don't listen to them. Get away from preachers like that. There's people out there that want to pretend they're living 
perfect lives. Anytime the Bible says the word perfect, it doesn't mean what we mean when we say perfect. We mean without a flaw, without any sin. Be ye perfect as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Perfect is the word teleo. T-E-L-E-I-O-O. It means mature. You're not going to get away from sin all of a sudden, but you can mature, be mature, and grow up with the instructions from that inner man. We need to listen to the doctrine of the inner man. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it's also that man of Romans 7.25 that Paul, when Paul said, when I do the things that I would not, it's no more I that do it, but sin or the outer man that dwelleth in me. He said, I'll never get away from this outer man. Nobody will. Nobody will get away from it. But as you grow and you grow older, you'll get to a place where you believe more in the inner man and this outer self, this flesh. I know what I want. When you're 25, you really think you know what you want, and you don't. When you get it as a believer, God will rip it out from under you. Then he goes on to say, But speaking the truth in love, boy, when people, they'll correct me with that verse. You don't sound very loving, Jim Brown. If you love somebody, you'll tell them the truth, won't you? You'll have to tell them the truth. If you speak the truth, speak the aletheia that we got on the end of the board. Well, I think I erased it off. If you speak the aletheia, you 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 do not conceal. Conceal anything. Remember, it comes from Lanthano. And the Alpha negates that in front of it. It means not to hide, not to hide. Don't hide anything when you love someone. Well, see, the thing is. This verse here, speaking the truth in love, that word love is agape. It is not what everybody thinks it is when they read it. They think it means speaking the truth in phileo. That's not what it says. Phileo is another word that has been translated into love, P-H-I-L-E-O. It means affection. Or to like. It means to like. It doesn't mean speaking the truth in life. Agape is the word there. Agape is the relationship that a king had for its subject. Notice how many times we say these things. They're the same word every time you run into them. A king had for his subjects. Subjects that a father had for his family. That's what it is. Second John 6. 6. This is the definition of agape. This 
is love. And the word is agape. Well, you we can put it this way. Agape equals walking in God's commandments. In God's commandments. So anywhere you see love, speaking the truth in love, that means while you're pulling the cover off, not hiding anything, you need to be walking in God's commandments when you do it. What it means, let me give it to you in real simple words. If you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. That's what it means. <laughs> Whether anybody likes that or not. And then, so we're working our way down to the the inner man, where he says, put off the former conversation, the old man. Well, that's in verse 21. So we're going to work our way down to that, and these things are describing the outer man. These things we're reading. Things which which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, what's the body of Christ? The church. There's one body, and when Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body, it don't mean to chew on Christ. And it doesn't mean bread. That was a spiritual Passover. And from the whole body, fitly joined together, Fitly joined is the word. Let me give it to you here. It's the word sun amo legeo. This is the word. Fitly joined. Let me erase some of this. Erase, erase some of that title. You've got the idea of the inner and the outer man. All right. I need this space to write on. Okay. I'll raise this. I'll leave that inner and the outer man out there. I've read that seventh chapter of Romans. You know, that's one of the most confusing chapters to people. He said, I don't understand that. What does he mean? The things that I would, I do not. And what I would do, it's no more I that do it, the sin that dwells in me. He's talking about the inner and the outer man of verse 27. That's what he's talking about. I serve the law of the flesh with the outer man. And he's just, it's funny how Paul talks about the inner man, the outer man, all through all of his writings. And that Romans 7 is a key point to it all. Then he goes on to say, he said, the body is fitly joined together. Soon, harmalageo. Soon, A-R-M-A-M-O. Soon. A-R-M-O. A-R-M-A-L-O-G-E-O. Soon, harmalageo is the word fitly joined. It comes from soon, 
soon is a prefix that you put on a word. It'll be soon or soon or sue or sug. And it all means basically the same thing. It means fellowship or together. There's another word that is closely related to this. It's meta. Meta means to accompany. But soon is more than accompanying. Soon means to blend together. To blend together. Soon is used only with it's talking about believers need to blend together. Harmas Harmas means to articulate. Articulate means to speak correctly. And logos it means together we speak and articulate the Word of God. That is the word fitly joined together. And it's also, uh, you, it's used a couple other places. I won't get into that right now. But it means to articulate the Word of God and compacted compacted by that which every joint supplieth. You get in the joints of the body of Christ. In fact, you get into that over in Colossians, the third chapter. I'll save it till I get there. Uh, the joint means like the joints of a body, like your elbow or your knee and so forth. According to the effectual working Effectual working is the word energia, E-N-E-R-G-E-I-A. It's our word energy. It may it comes from en and ergon. Ergon is a common Greek word to toil or work. And en means within. It means to work within. It has the same idea as over there in Philippians 2.13. It is God that works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. So, the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body. The church has to increase. Our faith has to increase. Besides all this, give all diligence. Add to your faith. In Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter, Paul said, when your faith is increased, oxano, A-U-X-A-N-O, when it is increased, then you'll quit giving me a hard time. You look at Second Peter, one and five. Besides, the Bible says, besides all this, give it all the diligence, add to your faith, and it names seven things. 
so your faith must increase. That's Christ in you increasing, and as it increases, it knocks out, it knocks out lust and covetousness and everything that's wicked in your heart that wants to distribute fortunes to yourself, and it knocks all that over the years and over time. You, if anybody says they don't have any sin of the outer man in them, they lie and the truth is not in them. I didn't say that. John said that. If we say we have no sin, have is present tense, then we we deceive ourselves we lie and the truth is not in us. Now, let's keep reading here. And make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The body is built up by agape. We've said that in other verses. The body is... The Bible says charity in in 1 Corinthians 8 and 1. 8 and 1. Charity. That's the exact same word, agape. We've already said that's walking in God's commandments. Walk in God's commandments. This is love. This is agape, Second John 6, that we walk after His Commandments. Well, charity worketh. By agape. It says, charity worketh by love. Well, charity is the same word as agape. It works by, and charity builds up the house of God. That's what it does. Agape builds the house. It edifies the house. Now, and we are God's house. And let's look in verse 17. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity, the metiotes, Profitlessness. M-A-T-A-I-O-T-E-S. Profitlessness. It doesn't profit you to walk in the vanity of your mind, your noose, your thinking. That's the outer man. And when you walk in the vanity of your mind, noose, Thinking, noose comes from noia. Remember metanoia? That's the word repent. Metanoia. It means to, to think differently. And then having the understanding darkened. Understanding is dianoia. D-I-A. N-O-I-A. Noia and Dia. The method of thinking. It has your method of thinking darkened. Darkened is the word cotidzo. Cotidzo. It means exactly that. To darken your thinking. 
your understanding will be darkened, being alienated. He's saying if you listen to these false teachers, you'll be alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, the agnoia, A-G. All these noias are together, A-G-N-O-I-A. We get our word agnostic from that. From the ignorance, the agnoia of that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. When you listen to these winds of doctrine, that has to do with the outer man who being past feeling, here's what happens when you listen to these winds of doctrine. Apalgeo, A-P-A-L-G-E-O. That's the word past feeling. It means, it, it has the idea of apathy. You get to where you just don't care what anything means when you listen to these winds of doctrine. It comes from the Alpha and pathos. Pathos means to suffer. A pathologist is a doctor of suffering diseases, and it means no feeling. You're numb. You've been stung by a scorpion, a false teacher, who being fast feeling, have given themselves over. These are This is the outer man. There were people at at Ephesus that weren't living right. And we know that because Paul preaches against Hymenaeus and Philetus who preached to the doctrine that ate like a canker, that the resurrection was past. Resurrection anastasis is feminine gender and it's talking about the resurrection of the church daily when they die daily. Resurrection means to come to life after dying. And Paul was saying, it's not a one time in the past. They, to give themselves over unto lasciviousness, aselgia, A-S-E-L-G-I-A. A-S-E-L-G-I-A. Aselgia means wantonness, the lowest kind of depravity. And that's what happens to them, to work all uncleanness. Remember, unclean was a demon, and it was self. To work all uncleanness with greediness. That's into self, isn't it? But you have not so learned Christ. He's not talking to vessels of wrath fitted to destruction in this chapter. He's talking about falling away believers. That's what... Paul never wrote to unbelieving vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. When you look at the first part of this, he says in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. It sounds like he's writing to somebody that's not a believer, but he's not. He's writing to people that are living in the outer man to put on the inner man. And then he says, 
And then he says, But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard that ye have heard of him, have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off this man that's leading you away, this self that you've been listening to preachers you shouldn't listen to. Put off concerning former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. I hope you can see that he introduces the chapter by talking about the body of Christ, one body in verse 4, one spirit, called in one hope of his calling, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, which is not water, it's blood. Now go over here to Colossians. I'm going to do the same thing in Colossians 3 that I did to that verse there in in Ephesians 4. He introduces you to the outer man first. And he says, verse, chapter 3, verse 1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Above is the word anno. It means above, in, in the heavens. You remember the word anothen? Anothen is, means to be born again. It means from above. Well, this word anno means above. He said, Seek the things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, if God is a spirit, he didn't really have a hand. Right hand was a terminology, a figure of his speech. The prince who sat at the right hand of the king, he was in line to be the king. Well, that just means a place of authority. Set your affections. Set your desires. Your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. Remember that word, earth? It's the word gay. It means soil or dirt. Everything that's made of matter is dirt. It's soil. Everything in the universe is made of one thing. This right here, see if I can get to it, right here. Everything in the earth is made of these. It's made of atoms. These are salt and chlorine atoms, but everything is made of atoms. It depends on how many uh Protons and neutrons are in the center, and how many electrons are in each one of these, each one of these rotating circles here. When when you bond an atom with another atom, it forms and it forms an element, either in metal, dirt. 
a diamond ring. Diamond rings and your car fender is made of that same thing. There is nothing else but atoms. And when God looks at the earth, looks at the universe, he sees all of these atoms reacting the way he has programmed them to act. That's it. There's not a substance that's not atoms. They're the same. It's the same thing in one of the, in this floor covering as in my skin, as in my car out there, or in your diamond ring, or in your fake diamond ring. It's all made of the same stuff. And people may not like that, but that's the truth. Now he says, Set your affections on things above and not on the things of earth. <clears throat> For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's the inner man he's talking about. Then he says, When Christ, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye... <clears throat> Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Then he starts telling you what you got to kill off. And that is the outer man. Mortify. That's a good word. Necro. N-E-K. R-O-O. Means to kill off. He's not telling you to kill off the inner man. It's going to be everything about the outer man, just like the beginning of the fourth chapter of Ephesians was. Kill off. You remember the word necromancy? Let me spell it the way it's spelled in English. I'll spell it in English. N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. That's that's a word that means to talk to the dead. That would remind us of the uh, of the bottle that they made in Israel. They made it out of a goat's stomach, <clears throat> and these con men back in the ancient world would they would take this goat's stomach. They call that a bottle. They would pretend they would sew up, they'd dry it in the sun, and then sew it up, put it, and sew this end up, put a stopper in this end, and those men would pretend to talk to the people's ancestors. Uh, they pretend to talk to their ancestors in the bottle. Don't don't go any more than that. And there was no such thing as that. They were conning the people so kill off he's saying it right here I could spend half a day on that but I won't alright mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth first of all fornication it doesn't mean to go sleep with just sleep with another woman that's not your wife it it's the same word, Revelation, the seventeenth chapter, verse five. Same word, pornea, idolatry. Isn't it amazing how Paul uses these same words over and over? It means idolatry. 
And idolatry comes from Ido. Ido is word Ido Lolatria. I'm putting these on the board again because they're everywhere. It comes from Ido meaning to see and Latruo meaning to serve. Put off, watch out what your eyes and your ears see because all things are full of labor, Ecclesiastes 1.8. The eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the hip ear filled with hearing. The mouth will not simply utter it. I want her, I want him, I want that car, I want that house. That's distributing fortunes. That's the demon that originates in self. And then put off fornication, uncleanness. Oh, remember, an unclean spirit in the first chapter of Mark was the same thing as an unclean demon in the fourth chapter of Luke. It's amazing how the Bible... Why doesn't God just say this one time and and uh, expect us to do it? Not any more than you would say to your child, don't do that one time. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. I'm going to spank you if you keep doing that. That's what God is saying. So put away uncleanness, impurity, and of course it means it put away the demon of self. Put away this man out here and it's going to take years to get rid of him. Take years. You don't get rid of self all of a sudden and you never do get completely rid of him until the day you die. The older you get, the less of the flesh you want. I'm here to bear witness of that. At 82 years old, I don't want the things I used to want. I don't even care about the things that I have like I used to. I'm just trying to be a good steward of God and use the things that he's given me to glorify him and to help others. And then he says, uncleanness, inordinate affection. Boy, that's a... Whew. That means an affection that's a suffering pain. The word affection is the word... is the word... Pathos. Inordinate means something that's just completely you it's a suffering affection. If I don't have that, I don't have her, I don't have him, I'll just die. And you're going to kill yourself with inordinate affection in that fleshly outer man. Paul is talking to the people at Colossia. He's not talking to Vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, sinners that will never be in Christ. He says in the first verse of the first chapter, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, it was by God's will that he's an apostle. And Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossia. It's just to the faith, the faithful and saints. But everywhere you go, when you've got a church, you've got baby lambs, 
you got older children, then you got adolescents, like 12 or 13. And I don't mean they're 12 or 13 years old. I mean they're 12 or 13 emotionally and spiritually. Then you've got 20-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and they think they've really accomplished it. Then as you go on up, you get 40 years old. Then you get 50-year-old, 60-year-old, and they're getting mature and they're getting tired of that outer man and failing at all the things. It's not everybody that fails. It's mainly the elect in this world that fail at life. That's why they, whenever you get real over overzealous for things of this life, and the older you get, the more frustrated you get as a believer because you cannot attain the things that the world has. So it kind of drives you crazy. Having a demon, that's when people get insane. A demon meant to be insane. The man in Luke 8, when he came, when he came to his right mind, right mind is sophroneo, S-O-P-H-R-O-N-E-O, means sane mind. He was, he was said to be possessed with devils, D-A-I-M-O-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I. Every writer you read after will tell you that means to be insane. So he was insane when all that started. And then when it was over, he was sane in his right mind. And they came from out of the town, found the man clothed. He had been naked, running through the tombs, cutting himself and screaming. And they found him clothed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And he was listening. He was being instructed. I believe that the thing I, I want to get over to people is that there's two, there's two systems in the world. There's God that's good. There's self that's evil. And the only thing that will make you go to heaven, you have to be good, and God has to put himself in you, that inner man. We were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The new birth comes from God, not from your decision. It's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that shows mercy. Now let's keep on going here. You mortify fornication, uncleanness, affection that's just overwhelming and taking you apart. Evil concupiscence. That's amazing. Sometimes they, evil is the word caucus, caucus. Now, I don't know why the translators translated this concupiscence because the word is epithumia. Epithumia, nearly every time it's translated, is the word lust. It means to long for 
that which is forbidden and put it upon your life, that's the outer man, that's the desire to distribute fortunes. Evil concupiscence and covetousness. That's amazing. Pleonexia. P-L-E-O-N-E-X-I-A. P-L-E-O-N. E-X-I-A. Pleonexia. It's the same common word as covetous. It means avarice, fraudulent, extortion. Get what you can get. It means to want more any way you can get it. And then he says, which is idolatry. He tells you in in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, a covetous man is an idolater. He's worshiping other gods. You know what they call themselves? They called their the false gods in the Old Testament. The pagans called the false gods. Daemonion, demon. That's what they called them. The de- they called them demons. They said their gods was their ancestors reincarnated into demigods or lesser gods. That was gods who were men and gods who were women, like like Hercules or like Attis or like uh, any of the other gods of the ancient world, Venus or Jupiter. Those were called demons. And then he goes on to say, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. That word wrath is the word. It's actually the wrath. T-O-R-G-A-D-A. The or gay. Being feminine gender, it doesn't mean, and it cannot possibly mean, that God had feminine or gay. He can't mean that. God is not a she. It's talking about that God brings the his he brings wrath upon children that want to live for the outer man, and or gay is the wrath of a covetous man. And why is it feminine? Because it comes out of Babylon, the mother of harlots. When you're an idolater you're worshiping self is what you're doing. I don't care if you built you an idol. Idolatry is not just worshiping a statue of someone. It's when you invent your own God so you can have what you want. And the outer man is his own God. Now let's keep reading here. For which things sake the wrath that comes from God cometh on the children of disobedience. That it doesn't mean God's wrath is coming upon you. It means God is putting this or gay, this desire for revenge upon you. And you know everywhere that or gay has been translated, 
they make it look like it's God, God's wrath. I hadn't looked at this in the interlinear Bible, but I believe what it says is the wrath of God mu of me. I'll bet you that's what it says. I'm not supposed to bet. <laughs> the wrath that comes from God comes upon the children who are idolaters. And then he says, in the which you also walked some time when you lived in them. But now you also put off. Put it you gotta put off the old man, which is the outer man, which is self. Put off all these anger. By the way, that word anger is orgay. He said that orgay come from God up here in the sixth verse and is placed upon man and he's telling you to put it off and put off means to it means to uh, it's the word antipotithomai it's an imperative mood you don't have any choice to put off or gay or gay is the anger of revenge and you want to get people back for what they did to you we are never to try to get revenge God says vengeance is mine I will repay thus saith the Lord the revenge belongs to him then he says wrath the moon that's masculine gender put off all this rage that's in your life malice Kakio, K A K K I O, K A K I O, comes from the word kakos, which is the common word evil, worthless, anything that's not done for the glory of God, put it off. That inner man's going to rule. Then he says. And blasphemy. Blasphemy, that's not hard to figure out. That's got a definition. I heard my father and all of his friends say, we don't know what blasphemy is. Certainly we do. We define it. The Bible says, speaking of blaspheming the Spirit, the man that blasphemes the Spirit, that's a sin that's unforgivable. What does that mean? All right, blasphemy. Blasphemos. It comes from two words, blapto, meaning to hinder. Hinder or stop. Cause to cease. Stop or cause to cease. 
Shemei. That means what is spoken by God. It means to cease the truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. John seventeen seventeen, John John fourteen fifteen sixteen, John fifteen twenty six, John sixteen thirteen, First John five and six. The Spirit is the truth. So that's you hinder the truth, and you do it permanently. Have we all hindered the truth? In our life, yes. But have we make it permanent? If you if you're going along in life and you hinder the truth, then God cuts in your heart, and makes you a new creature. He makes you that new man. You're still living with this old man. And that day comes when God puts the new man in you right there. And But any man that comes up and hinders the truth until the day he dies, he has no truth in him, and he has never believed God in obedience to his word. Now, let's keep reading. How much time do I have, Mike? Mike? I'll try to get through the rest of this. Then he says, And let no filthy communication come out of your mouth. Our communication is to be righteous and godly and spiritual. And then he goes on to say, Lie not one to another. That's what he said over there in Ephesians of Fourth chapter. Why do you keep repeating this, Paul? Same reason mother has to repeat to her, her little child, quit doing that. I'm going to spank you if you keep doing that. I believe in spankings. Vicious your child with a rod, it will not kill him, and do not be, do not be affected by his tears. Now, where was I? Put on the new man. What did I lie not one to another? Verse nine, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and the old man is talked about mortifying your members of the flesh, which are these. Put on the new man, just the same way he did it in Ephesians. He gave us the the outward man first, and then he gave us the inner man second. Put on the new man, which is Christ, which is renewed in knowledge, epigenosis, E-P-I-G-N-O-S-I-S. Gnosis is the word knowledge. Epi means to cover with completely. But how long does it take that inner man to get rid of self and the sin in self? Well, I know one thing. It takes at least 82 years. And he's still working on me. But I don't have the sin that I had back when I was 30 and 35 at all. I, 
I detest the old Jim Brown. He was so stupid when he was young. He thought he had things together, and he didn't. Now let's keep reading here. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. With his, I like that word, deeds. P-R-A-X-I-S. P-R-A-X-I-S. The old man with his... P-R-A-X-I-S. Practices. With his practices. With the things he repeats over and over again in order to get money and to shine. The only reason people want a lot more money is so they can shine. The only reason Bill Gates wants to make more money is so he can shine higher than the other billionaires or multi-billionaires. And Bill will be dead in the next 20 or 25 years. He's getting close to 70. And none of it will be his. I was looking on the Internet today, and I saw that uh, that drummer with the Rolling Stones... Uh, what was his name? And he didn't go on this last tour with him because he was very sick and he died yesterday. Watts. Oh, his name was Watts, wasn't it? I think it was. Charlie Watts, yeah. And he's worth two and a half. He was worth, day before yesterday, last week, he was worth two and a half, $250 million. You know what he's worth right now? Nothing. He died and he's going to be put in a grave shortly and none of that belongs to him anymore. That's how short-lived your wealth is. When you die, it's not yours anymore. And all of that outer man wrestled with was worth nothing. Now, let's keep reading. Put on the new man which is renewed. The new man, that's Christ in you which is renewed in knowledge after the image, that's the word icon, E-I-K-O-N, likeness. That's what we are predestined to. You can tie these words in when you get to the original words. We're predestined to conform to the image of Christ, the likeness of Christ. Christ is the inner man. And he's going to deal with us with fire and trials and persecution, tribulation, till he causes us to want to give up that outer man. And we're going to want to crucify the outer man with the inner man, and that gives us good conscience. And, and conscience is the word sunidesis, S-U-N-E-I-D-E-S-I-S. And that was, that is what makes us, we see it oh, with, we see with the inner man, and that gives us a good conscience. And we vote with him that self has to die. I'm voting with him now. I'm voting with him that the old Jim Brown has to die off.
Now let's finish up here if we can. We put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, gnosis, after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Jew, Greek nor Jew. Now why would they say Greek nor Jew? Because they practice all Greek languages in the world in the first century, and they practice all the Greek customs and culture and idioms and metaphors. And Paul is speaking to them with Greek culture. Circumcision or uncircumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, or free. But Christ is all in all the church. He's all in all the church. And he says, put on. Now there's the same word. In duo. You'll find that all over the New Testament in Paul's writings. Put on the new man. And he starts naming what we have to put on. In duo means to sink into clothing. Anytime you see put on, other than when it's a statement like Galatians 3.27, as many of you have been baptized into Christ, that's not talking about water. Baptized is talking about blood. Many of you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. But when he says put on here, this is an imperative command. It's just as much a command as when he said, let there be light. So when he says, put on therefore, that's not an invitation. This is a requirement of every believer. Every believer. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy, hagios, Beloved, agape, hagios is the word holy, means single. How do you become single when you got an inner and outer man? This inner man burns out most of the outer man, and you become one new man. But that doesn't happen overnight. That happens over years. You, know, you, you say, but Jim, I get so frustrated. Oh, yes, didn't we all? And I can't accomplish the things I think I'm supposed to accomplish. You're not supposed to accomplish any more than you're able to accomplish. Peter said we're only, we're only to do the things that we're capable of doing. There's a verse over here in Second Peter. He says... We're not supposed to be doing more than we can do. He said, let a man exercise to the point that God will allow him to exercise. You're not supposed to be doing what you can't do. Everybody's been been given certain abilities. You're supposed to do what you can do. People say, well, I'm not able to run the cameras or I'm not able to do uh, mathematics or... Well, can you run errands? Can you sweep the floor? Can you clean up? Somebody's got to do it. I'll have to do it if you don't do it. 
I need help in that. Now let's go on and finish what he's saying here. Holy, beloved, beloved is the word agape. Those of you that belong to God, this is the things you're putting on in duo as the inner man is requiring. The inner man is telling us, in essence, get rid of your outer man. And you can't do that all at once. I'll deal with you so you can. Bowels of mercies. There's that word splank on again. It means to have an inner pity for something that needs pity. When you pity something, that's not the same thing as mercy. Mercy, L-E-I-O, E-L-E-I-O-O, means you feel something, feel something, and you do something about it. Do something. You do something about what you have mercy on somebody. Mercy means to do. You can pity somebody and say, I feel bad for them. But if you don't do anything about it, that doesn't do them any good. Same thing James said. If you see your brother have need, you shut up your bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in you? You can't shut up your bowels of compassion. That's the word splanknon. It's basically the same word here. Splanknon is this word bowels of mercies. You can't just shut your bowels up. Kindness, Christos, Christos, C H R E S T O C H R E S T O S, Christos is the same word that Jesus, that Paul used when he spoke of the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So when God is good to you, he gives you persecution, fire, trials, and tribulation. does it all to burn out that outer man. Now let's keep going here. Kindness, humbleness, of mind humble is the word t-a-p-e-i-o humbleness is t-a-p-e-i-o-s-u-n-e that's the word humbleness humble is a basic same word tepanao Tepanaosune means to level self. Get down to people's level. Get on the ground with them. Say, are you okay? Can I help you? That's humbleness of mind. It's humbleness of your thinking. And then he says, meekness. This I want to remind you. This is the inner man that you're required to put on. Can you do this all of a sudden? No. Humbleness is prautes. A meekness is prautes. P-R-A-U-T-E-S. It's the word meekness. 
it's the same thing as in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. And then he says, Long suffering, macrothemia, M A K R O T H U M I A. It means long, suffer a long time, put up with a lot before you start to lose it or don't lose it at all. And then he says, forbearing one another. Forbear, boy, that's that's tough. A N E. And may I remind you, this is all putting on the inner man. You can't do this all of a sudden. Uh, forbearing means to put up with, to hold up. Anna is the common word up. We would say put up with each other's idiosyncrasies, hang-ups. Don't expect a five-year-old child to have the maturity of a 50-year-old man. Well, let me put it this way. Don't expect a person that's been a believer for a year to have the maturity that you have after 50 years. You've got to be forbearing. Forgiving one another. Now, there's that word forgiving. That's the word Ephesus. It means to pardon. But you don't forgive freely. You forgive when people repent. If your brother, if your brother offends you, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Luke 17 and 3. And if any have a quarrel, mom fay, to blame one against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. But you're going to have to tell them they need to repent. Don't run around passing around free forgiveness. What do you do if they won't repent? You withdraw from them until they get in a different frame of mind after God keeps dealing with them. And above all of these, more important than anything else, put on imperative command. Put on charity, agape, walking in the commandments of God, which is the bond, the sundesmias, that's the joints and ligaments of the body. Put on. The, it is the, charity is the bond of perfectness. That's what makes us perfect in Christ. Perfectness is teleates. That word is used twice in the Bible. It's a form of teleos. Teleos or telos. Teleo. It means perfection or maturity. It means maturity. What he's saying, you're not going to be a mature Christian until you deal with that outer man. You're born and you have a belief in you, but you didn't grow up all of a sudden. Nobody does. 
I certainly didn't. I don't want to do the same things I did when I was 35 years old. I don't want to do what I did in the music world at 25 or 30 or 35 or even 40. I quit the music world when I was 39. I went off to real estate school and I started selling real estate. And I got the world by the tail in that. And I thought, boy, I'm going like... Uh, going great guns in this God had to deal with me to get out of that because I was thinking about money in real estate I was really good at it and I could sell houses like a house on fire but I had to get away from me I've had a lot of talent to pursue a lot of things in life but God has had to deal with me I've given you two chapters that I wanted to give you today I wanted to give you these in Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3 because Paul is saying basically the same thing in both chapters. When I'm out of time, let's pray. Father, thank you for the truth. I pray you'll deal with people's hearts. Lord, help them to see what they need to be doing with their lives. I pray for the church, the ones that are not here. There's We've had a lot of people that they may have wandered off. I don't know what they've done. I cannot, with a good conscience, open the doors of the church with this Delta variant and the virus just rampaging out here. Thank you for your word. Fight our battles for us, Lord. I want to have enough faith that I won't be concerned about the enemy. If they're your enemy, they're my enemy. Give us strength to continue in Christ's name. Amen. I hope you can see that you can't just teach a lesson on one subject and cover it thoroughly in one lesson, especially in one 30-minute lesson. There's no way you can cover this inner and outer man it's a it seems to be a a theme throughout all of Paul's writings anytime he says inner or outer he's talking about this subject I want people to be able to get a hold of this during these difficult times we're in Maybe God will help you to understand what He's doing with all these trials that's going on. He's teaching you and me how to give up self, the demon of self.